0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the ISI Life Podcast. Today is a audio clip from one of our most recent Stay Sharp Saturdays. This is a new thing. Uh, People had said that they received a lot of benefit from us doing this. It's the first Saturday of each month from 730 a.m. to 830 a.m. Eastern Time. We just gather it's about 20 minutes of just kind of catching up, uh, sharing some progress and some wins, we've all had in our lives from the, you know, the previous 30 days, and then we have a, a 15 to 20 minute devotion, and then just a little bit of conversation around, it's a way to stay sharp uh, in between these retreats, our retreats being quarterly, you know, that's 90 days when a lot of things can slip in and kind of get us off track, this is a way to kind of just stay, stay close to it, and our theme for this year is strong, so this is a, uh, a quick devotion from Al Sherbaum, our regional director, of, on that topic, and it's a great one, so I hope you all enjoy
1: all right. So, well, welcome, everybody, and uh, look forward to the next few minutes here. And as we talked about, our theme for the year is, is strong. And one of the sections of strong is who does God strengthen? So this morning, we're going to look at a scripture verse that for me, I just think is it's just one of the most powerful scripture verses uh, for me. And uh, so, Steve, if you'll just flip it over to the next uh, slide there so that everyone can see the scripture verse that we're looking at comes out of second Chronicles chapter 16, verse nine. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this and I know that you're all uh, probably muted. I want you to read it out loud as well, where you are. Um, And we're going to read it twice because I want you to go through it. And I want, I want it to begin to really sink in the sink, have this verse sink into your soul. And hopefully it be a source of strength then for today and for the next few days, or hopefully the whole year, maybe even in your lifetime, it could be a life first for you. But here's the verse. And then I'm going to break down, break it down a little bit as far as the context. And then we're going to look at um, just uh, how we, the, the difference between God reliance and self-reliance. And that's where, where we're going to end up going here today. So, but uh, feel free to read this with me. Ready? For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the, the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless. Now, we're going to stop right there. I'm not going to read the second verse, uh, the, the second sentence. We'll, we'll get to that here in a second. Let's go back and read the first, first sentence again. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless. You know, to me, I I love this verse. Thinking about the fact that, you know, the the other day um, there was, um, I was in a Publix uh, and there was a lady who dropped her, uh, dropped an earring. just came off and she's just scrambling, looking around, you know, the aisle basically for her, for the earring that, that came off. And so there were several of us and, and we were trying to help her find it. And so we were all, you know, for us, we're all doing, and you can imagine how we're all, our eyes are just going everywhere. We're just looking all over that floor. You know, we're all, and that's the eyes of the Lord. Okay. Going to and fro throughout the entire earth the whole earth and it says and what he's looking for is to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless and so we're going to talk about what it means to have a blameless heart today and but the promise here is is, is that is that God will give strong support we will get his strength if our hearts are blameless toward him. And it says it. And so he, he, when he's looking, he's not looking for talents. He's not looking for how fast you can run, how high you can jump, how well you can do finance. He's not necessarily looking at any of that. He's looking at your heart and he's going to strengthen the hearts that are focused in on him. So uh, Steve, go to the next, uh, next slide here. Now this verse uh This verse was given to a a king named King Asa. He reigned for about 41 years. During this time uh, in Israel's history, there was a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And uh, Asa was a king over the southern kingdom. And, uh, and his story is basically told in 2 Chronicles chapters 14, 15, and 16. The verse we looked at is in, in chapter 16. But in verses 14 and 15, we see uh, just some examples of Asa's life to where his heart was blameless and God brings strong support to him. So in chapter 14, um, uh, Asa, obviously being the king, Uh, of the Southern kingdom uh, was in fairly close proximity to the Ethiopian uh, uh, kingdom. And they had an army that had a million people in it, okay? A million man army for Ethiopia. Now, Asa could amass basically about half of that from the people that he had in, in the Southern kingdom. So they were at least doubled in size, okay? And so the Ethiopians were coming because they wanted to take over. They wanted Jerusalem. They wanted the resources. They wanted a number of things. Asa was willing to then go to war with them because he basically he had to. So what did he, what he did was as he went out to war, he realized he was just completely outnumbered and without God's help, it wasn't gonna happen. So here was the verse in chapter 14 that he that he shares that he basically uh, said to God, Lord, there is no no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O Lord, for we rely upon you and in your name we have come against this vast army. He was willing to go out and meet them knowing that he was going to lose without God's help. But he put it, put him, put himself, and the nation out on the limb, and then said, "God, we know that that even though we are way outnumbered, you can bring victory, and that's what God did. God brought victory, bring strong support because Ace's heart was was blameless toward him. It was trusting in Him, and then the then it says his his his." Uh, his, his kingdom kind of moved on there so he reigned for 41 years um, this that that war basically took place in year 15 so um, so it says that God gave him then peace for the next 20 years there was no war so they they had peace for the next 20 years well during that 20 years God was having Asa bring about changes within his own kingdom, you know. Sadly, uh, Israel—you would think that they were pure and they always walked with God. No, uh, sadly, many times they mixed, mixed everything with these other gods. They they turned their back on God. There was a lot of mixed stuff almost like it is in the United States of America. I mean, you have, you have people who are trying to follow the Lord and then you have a whole bunch of other people that aren't, you have, you have laws that are godless. You have, there are a number. And so even his, his grandmother uh, who was the queen at the time, she was worshiping the Asherah. So, um, so that was just another God she, that was her focus. And so she was worshiping uh the Asherah. So here's here's Asa who's wanting to bring, who's being challenged by God to bring about these reforms. It was going to take courage and strength. He even deposed his own grandmother. So he just said, grandma, you're out. (laughs) You're not worshiping. You're not worshiping God. You're out. So he got rid of his grandmother. There were a number of different things that he did, but it took strength for him to do that. Okay, He relied upon God, he trusted God for the whole thing, and God helped him bring about these kind of changes in the nation. So over a 20-year period of time, there were a lot of wonderful reforms that took place in the nation of Israel. Now, what happened during that 20 years leads up to chapter 16. And in chapter 16, what we see is that it's possible that in in all this success— Asa became, rather than God-dependent, he became more self-dependent or self-reliant. And that's where the verse in chapter 16 comes in. So if you'll flip over to the next, uh, next, uh, next slide there, Steve. So um, this verse is delivered in Asa's 36th year. So it means he's been reigning for a long time. He's a much older man now than what we saw in chapters 14 and 15. And, it, and Asa was faced with another test uh, now toward the end of his career. And this time it came from the northern kingdom king named Baisha. And Baasha basically uh, was beginning to fortify some cities that were closer to the border. And uh, Asa saw that as a threat and that uh, Basha was about to make an attack upon him. He knew that Basha had a much bigger army. A- Basha also made an alliance with the king of Aram. So now between the two of these kings, there was no way that he was going to win, all right? So, so when being faced by that, what uh, what Asa did rather than appeal to God, what he did was he took took gold out of the temple and he basically went and he went to the king of Aram and he said basically what he did is he bribed him. He paid him off. He said, you know what? I'm going to give you more than what Beish has been giving you. So this king of Aram really hadn't, he didn't have a, a dog in the hunt or anything like that. It wasn't like he cared about the northern kingdom more than the southern kingdom. It was just that Basha basically gave him some stuff and said, I want you to be an ally with me. Well, what, what, uh, what Asa did was he, he went and he said, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to give you gold. Why don't you align with me and turn on him? so that he won't continue to fortify these cities and attack me. And that's what he did. Now, that was, that was kind of a, it worked in the short term, but here's what happened. When he did that, God sent a prophet to him with second Chronicles 16, nine. And he said, he said, Asa, he said, have I not basically done to you done for you in the past? without having for you to make an alliance with an unholy king, with a pagan king, you've always trusted in me. Why now have you relied upon your own wit to get this done? Why have you resorted to these kind of tactics to accomplish the purposes? So that's why he comes to me, he says, Asa, my eyes go to and fro throughout all the earth, seeking those whose heart to give strong support to those whose heart uh, is blameless toward me, and he said, "But from now on, you are going to have wars." So what he did was, he said, "Basa, because you relied upon yourself." You relied upon your own wit. You didn't appeal to me. You made an alliance with now a pagan king that's going to affect what you do with your people here, because now you've made an unholy alliance. Now there's going to be now there's going to be paganism that's going to be brought into the kingdom. And it was not needed at all. And so uh, so basically he was saying to uh, to Asa, you've you've become self-reliant now. You're starting to rely upon your own. Success, I guess. You're starting to rely. Maybe you're thinking you're a little bit better than what you used to think you were. Rather than relying upon me, now you think you can handle these situations on your own. So, uh, so with that, I just wanted to share, uh, you know, just some of the expressions of what it looks like with us, and what it looked like maybe even with him of when we become less God reliant and more self-reliant. Okay. So these are things that, that we do that I do. Okay. I'm just taking stuff from what I've done or I've seen done or, uh, and, and maybe some of these things will apply to you as well. You might add some things, but, when pride and self-reliance come in as we're faced with challenging situations or things at work or whatever it might be, here are some of the ways that it might express itself in our hearts, okay? One is, is the microwave ma- mentality. Um, you know, we're so result-oriented that if, they, if things don't happen fast enough, we try to force them to happen. I mean, most of us are like, you know, if it doesn't happen by Tuesday, I'm stepping in, <laughs> you know, if it doesn't happen in the next five minutes, I'm stepping in. And what happens, what ends up happening is when we have to force things to happen quickly, we don't give God a chance to truly act. We don't demonstrate the patience with ourselves. We don't let him step in. We step in. And I think many of us get caught up in that microwave mentality. No question. We got to have things happen fast. And so, uh, so that's one way that self-reliance expresses itself. Another way is it in manipulation. So what ends up happening is if we have to have things happen quickly, or we think we don't necessarily need God, we're just relying upon our own. We, we begin to manipulate, you know, we can scheme, we can con, we can bribe, we can intimidate. depending on your your role, you can easily intimidate people. Sometimes you have to kind of bribe them. Hey, if you do this or I'll, Hey, I'll do whatever it might be. Or sometimes we're scheming behind the scenes to kind of manipulate the situation to do what we can to kind of create what we're looking to create rather than saying, God, you know what? I know that you're going to be able to take care of this. I'm going to let you play it out. I'm going to do it the right way. Okay. Or You know, sometimes we, and this kind of related to the manipulation, but we manage the truth. You know, I mean, we lie a little bit. We exaggerate a little bit. We create innuendo to play to place certain things in people's minds, to get them to think a little bit differently about a person or a situation. And it's not necessarily true. We're just planting seeds. And so these are just some ways that we begin to, uh, our self-reliance begins to express itself. Or the last one is we just monopolize. I mean, especially with kids or if we're the boss, hey, we can abuse our authority. We can just do the power grab. We can just, you know, we, we've got the buttons to push and we just push them. And many times uh, it ends up not being a good thing. OK, so those are just some ways that that self-reliance expresses itself. So maybe you can think about maybe some things that you've done as well. But here's what a blameless heart says. Uh, a blameless heart says, as, as I'm going through life, and especially as I'm going through some of the challenges that may be in Asa, whether he was outnumbered or he had to bring about some kind of reforms or or he was being challenged in some way. Um, A blameless heart basically says, you know what? God is enough. That's basically what he was, what, what God was saying to Asa. He was saying, Asa, I'm enough. I will give strong support, strong support. It wasn't just, I'm going to give support. I'm giving strong support to you. I am enough. We've got to believe in God enough. We've got a, a blameless heart as one that basically completely trusts in God. Okay. And so, so in these situations, we have to give God time to work. We can't step in and take it out from underneath him. Let him do his work. And that takes patience. That takes faith that says, God, you are enough. I'm going to give this more time. I'm going to ask you to work, and I'm going to be able, and when he works, generally, you see, obviously, good things begin to take place, and so uh, a blameless heart also says God is first. Uh, He's not the last one to rely upon. He's not a throw-in at the end. It's not, I'm going to tag on a prayer here. It's as things unfold, okay, God, you're the first one I'm going to here. I'm going to you. I know you're enough and I'm starting with you and I'm ending with you. That's where I'm going with this. That's what a blameless heart. God says, if he sees those things in your, in my life, he's going to bring strong support to you in that situation. Also, it's uh, a blameless heart has, It knows that God or says that God is the giver of all things, my gifts, my talents, even my success. It's so easy. As Asa went through 20 years of peace and success, he came out at the other end self-reliant. Sometimes success is the biggest temptation to self-reliance because we just get caught up in our own stuff. We begin to think that we're just a little bit better than everybody else. Or I've gotten so good that I can handle this. Boy, I'm smart now. I know what I'm doing. Look at all these wonderful business decisions I've made. Boy, I must be really good at this. And so those are the kind of things that just subtly begin to take place in our heart. And we have to be conscious, a blameless heart is conscious of the fact that God has blessed us with the success and the gifts and the talents that he's given to us. And then lastly, uh, a blameless heart partners with God to flesh out those attitudes that that aren't good within me. So so I'm constantly as a with a blameless heart, laying myself before the Lord and saying, Lord, flesh out self-reliance within me. Show me where it is. Help me not to go there. And here's a great prayer that you can pray that will help you uh, with that. Uh, If it's Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24, it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. If you could memorize that verse, if you memorize second Chronicles 16, nine and then memorize Psalm 134, 23 and 24, I'm telling you what, those would be two power verses right there that will carry you for your entire life. So, uh, Uh, So that's the encouragement today is is to be God-reliant rather than self-reliant and know that God's eyes are going to and fro throughout the entire earth like we were looking for that earring on the ground. His eyes are going throughout the whole earth, and all he's looking for is for hearts that are blameless toward him. And may God bless you with a blameless heart so that he gives you strong support in faith, family, finance, faculty and fitness. Okay. Uh, Here's some questions for you. And if we, if we, I don't know if we have any time that's left uh, uh, Joe or Nick, but, uh, but guys could, could, uh, could respond to some of these, but uh, right now, but uh, you know, I wouldn't encourage you to share a time that you humbly appealed to God for help and he delivered. Go back to that. Asa should have went back to that. You know, uh, but he became more self-reliant. And if he would have just went back a few years, he probably wouldn't have made the decision that he made uh, when Basha confronted him in year 36. Um, What are your self-reliant tendencies? How can you be better at recognizing them before it's too late and damage is done? Okay. And what area of life or circumstance do you feel outnumbered? I mean, where right now do you feel overwhelmed? I mean, it could be, it could be Jordan raising seven kids now. So I don't know. <laughs> just had number seven last week. So, uh, but what area of your life do you feel outnumbered? And without God's strong support, you will miserably fail. Maybe you're in an outnumbered situation, so that you will rely upon Him and see His work. And and if He doesn't show up, you're done. You're just done. And then what characteristic of a blameless heart do you want to develop in your own life? I mean, is it just trusting God for being enough? Putting Him first? Laying your gifts and talents before Him? Or just getting before Him enough to, to, to ask Him to flesh out stuff? And so then what steps will you take today?
0: You know, I've always enjoyed Al's teaching. Uh, the first time I actually met Al was at a... FCA golf um, outing down in Akron at Firestone and I heard him speak for the first time and I just said, I got to get to know that guy. went up to him and spoke with him afterwards, shook his hand and say, did a great job. And um, just always has enjoyed his style and you know, this this presentation was no different than that. I always appreciate Al and his ability to take something, you know, some story from scripture and break it down into something that we can apply to current times. And I just love that. And uh, so I think very thankful for Al. So just to kind of wrap up some things, you know, as I reflect on, you know, what Al said, just really, I mean, the core of it is, are we being God-reliant or are we being self-reliant? And as we've achieved maybe success or competency in a certain area of our life, gotten to a good spot, you know, are we, are we drifting from, Hey, that's good enough now. Um, am I becoming self-reliant in an issue or am I still being God-reliant in all those areas of my life? So that, that definitely stood out to me. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's uh, the idea of a blameless heart. Um, what a powerful concept! So, really thankful for Al and his devotion and uh, bringing it. And this is something that we do every every uh, Saturday, the first Saturday of each month, seven thirty to eight thirty um, Eastern time. So it's it's a free thing. It's a great way to you know for you, yourself to stay sharp, um, for your, maybe to share with others who are maybe on the fence or want to know more about ISI. It's a, it's an easy way to connect with us. And so, you know, outside of this. Um, I want everybody to know that, you know, everything is on our website. So all of the uh, prior episodes on whatever, uh whatever F you may be wanting the more of or the most of right now. That's all on our website. You can flip back through any previous episodes and find those there. Also, uh, there's some great refocusing tools like we did um, in this particular Stay Sharp Saturday, some way to check in on the five Fs and kind of assess yourself and refocus and sharpen and up and, and stay you know stay as true as you possibly can. There's also um, on the website, it shows all of our upcoming retreat dates. We have some awesome stuff lined up, some amazing speakers here in 2021 uh, in Cleveland, in Columbus and Nashville, both men and women. And uh, like again, our Stay Sharp Saturdays uh, that are free via Zoom. So all of those details, and you can RSVP. Uh, there are some limited slots for almost all these events. So you know the sooner you RSVP, we can guarantee Year spot as, as things are starting to fill up fast, as things are starting to open up here in 2021. Now, the last uh, two things I want to mention is there's a weekly devotional on our website as well. It's a way to kind of stick with the theme of being strong, it's a weekly uh, verse and takeaway, and you know, some things that you can apply to your everyday walk. And last but not least, our social media, uh, the ISI man on Instagram and the ISI woman is a a daily way to kind of receive some of our verses and be in the know of upcoming retreats, connect with others that are part of the ISI Love community. So until next time, think big, God bless and stay sharp, everyone.